more than 30 and we've been learning more about people, culture and what people enjoy about their countries, as well as asking people, how do they envision a creative society where everybody is happy? And today we are traveling to another country. But before we do, I just want to remind our viewers to please share this video along and please use two hashtags, hashtag Alatra Unites, hashtag Creative Society. And today, uh, my name is Olga, and I have Antonina with us, and she's from Germany, and I have another Olga from Troy, USA, and we have Rita from the country of Guatemala. So today we are traveling to Guatemala. And as you can see on the map, we will move from United States to Guatemala. Thank you so much, Rita, for joining us today. Can you tell us, please, what do you like about your country and what makes you be proud to live in Guatemala? Well, I, first of all, I really like the weather in Guatemala. It's uh, We're close to the tropic, right? So we have this weather in which we only have two seasons, the rainy season and the dry season, right? And in the dry season, we have... It varies, right? November, December. From November to February, it's a little bit cold, but never under 10 degrees Celsius, right? So it's always higher, right? And then we have this time of the year that it's pretty hot, right? It's warm, sometimes humid. But I am in, a, we have so many mountains in this country, right? That uh, there's a lot of micro microclimate, let's say, right, that it varies a lot. Temperature varies a lot and the conditions vary a lot depending on the altitude also of the country. So Guatemala City is pretty high above sea level. So some, it's really weird to have this weather that we have today that is, is hot, humid, you know. Most of the time it's not that humid. It's hot, but not that, like, it, foggy. And well, hot. you're also close, very close to equator, right? So yes. it's uh, really very close. So we get a lot of sunshine. Most, most of the days are sunny, right? So we have a lot of sun, a lot of flowers. We call our country the country of eternal spring, right? There's flowers all time of year. Is it true that the orchidee is the national flower of Guatemala? Correct. It's one specific, which is a white one. Yes. And uh, actually, it's kind of extinct. <laughs> we have uh, more varieties of it that are still alive. It's a, it's a white orchid, and uh, it's very beautiful. But I think the original one no longer exists, right? But there's a lot of uh, that have remained, you know, like descendants, right, that are still around. And I have one but it's not flourishing now. <laughs> great. great, thank you so much for sharing this with us. And our IT team has prepared a collage of pictures, if we can have it up on the screen. And if you can take a look and tell us a little bit about what you see and maybe what, where you have been personally. Okay, actually Guatemala is a pretty small country, you know, you can travel many places with different weather, right, in two hours. You are from one 
city you can you can be at the beach in two hours or less sometimes depending on the beach you travel to right or even more right if you go we can be in the pacific from Guatemala city to the pacific ocean it's a two-hour ride and it's actually um let's say like the streets or the roads are pretty cool so you can drive pretty fast and you can be there pretty short time right and if you go north then you're gonna find those beaches that you see in that picture right mm -hmm. nice ones with the clear water and stuff that is close to Belize the other country that's real close to us right it's our frontier and you get this white sanded beaches if you go to the Atlantic right and so then you have like two exits to Atlantic and to uh, Pacific correct we have access to both yes and i see there are a lot of volcanoes so you have a lot of them yes we have a lot of them and we have some active many inactive right and unfortunately i wanted to see if it was possible but today is this warm foggy day right and i cannot show you because from my let's see my terrace you can see the volcanoes actually oh. the this the is views are something that, yeah, especially the afternoons. November, when you come here on November, the weather is kind of like, it's not warm, uh -huh. but it's cold, right? It's windy, and you get this afternoons with this pink, orange afternoons, mm -hmm. right? And you see those clouds and the volcanoes in the background. It's just fantastic. And what about pyramids? Like we've seen also like many pyramids and we read read little bit about it and we see that it's like left after Maya. So Correct. have you ever been on them? Like see them? Actually, Guatemala was it's like uh, the frontier with Mexico and all of Guatemala was inhabited by Mayans. We're kind of like like in the heart of the Mayan culture, and we have one of the biggest ones that you have. It's not that one. The one you had at the first one, you have uh, the first slide that you that we you were showing there. That is called Tika. I, I think you have it there. The one that uh, it's right below the live the live uh, icon. You can see there Tika, which is one of the biggest ones cities we have here, and uh, we have a lot like many of the temples are. We have a large section or portion of our northern side that is full of these pyramids but also if you go to the center here in Guatemala you can find them if you go to the city like uh, because people came to live into this piece of land and when the Spaniards came there were no longer Mayans right Mayans had already disappeared as a civilization but they had they had their descendants were living here so part of our city right now is on top of one of these uh, cities, right? Of these ancient Mayan cities. So uh, if you go like here, we have a place that was pretty big in times of the Mayan, right? So you have, we have pyramids in the middle of the city. <laughs> You're living history. <laughs> yeah, correct. So you can go there, have... Um, you have can go to this place to have like a picnic, right? In the middle of the pyramids. Picnic in the pyramid. <laughs> picnic, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you cannot climb them very well because they're still not like... The problem is 
they are so old, right, that when they clear them, they have to be very careful to, um, like, um, bring them back to surface, right? Yeah. So it's without funding that haven't been uncovered. But you can see the structure, right? It's just that underneath a lot of, well, <laughs> I don't know, uh, plants and stuff. But yes. yes, there's a pyramid there. You can realize it. And they have done some of these archaeologists have uh, extracted some archaeological pieces and things, but maybe not the whole pyramid. The whole pyramid is not... Um, revealed like you have in Tikal and other and other places that they have taken the time to uncover the temples, right? Mm -hmm. Actually, you know, like on Alatra TV, it's like was some uh, program about pyramids, and we find out like that all they all connected, and it's like many of them all over the world. So it's like very interesting information. I really do believe, right? It's very. Interesting to see that there's the same structure all, all over the world. You have them in Egypt, you have them in India, you have them in Central America, you have them even in the United States. You have you have some pyramids. So yes. they're all over the world. I guess we have two on the United States, right? Yeah, I think right. it, there's a couple in, in Ohio or Indiana somewhere. But yes, that's very interesting. And I also, before we go on, I also want to remind our viewers that we do have a survey that's an interactive part of this conversation. And that survey is actually uh, a question that we ask, how do you associate Guatemala with? So uh, if our viewers can go and use the link below the video to answer those. Oh, we already have the, the answers up on the screen. Okay, let's take a look. What do people associate Guatemala with? Um, Volcanoes, pyramids, Maya, beautiful nature, tacos. Do you guys really have tacos? <laughs> That's more Mexican, but yes, we we are very close to Mexico, so yes, we do eat tacos. We eat Mexican food. We like Mexican food, but we are not that spicy, you know. Uh -huh. We don't like hot things that you eat in Mexico because they have a lot of this uh, chili and things like that, right? And hot, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, let, let's see if we have a collage with a food uh, that we have collected and maybe we can take a look at some of the Guatemalan food. Uh -huh. Okay, you have there. Let me see. Oh, I think you have some mole there, right? And, ha, huh, but you didn't put tamales. Hmm, I'm, I'm going to have to find a picture of, of that and show you what it is. Because there's also, let me see what else. You have this, what is it? Below you, I think it's. I think it's coffee. Do you guys drink a lot of coffee? Oh, coffee I have one from Guatemala. We have two very interesting, I think, products that you will. Coffee is one of the best coffees we have because of what we were talking. Right, we have a lot of different altitudes. We have we have a lot of mountains, so we have a lot of flavors of coffee depending on the region in which the coffee grows. So we have eight different coffee regions here in Guatemala. Pick the, the flavor of coffee you like. <laughs> and then you also have uh, cacao or chocolate, right? We have uh, a lot of places that we can produce chocolate, cocoa, right? Cacao, so that you can have a good cup of 
cocoa, natural cocoa. <laughs> yeah. Is that true that the name of the currency in Guatemala is Quetzal, like a, like a bird? Or? Correct. Yes, it's our national bird. That's the name of our currency. Yeah. Wow. Interesting because I'm just uh, I'm aware of this uh, old myth uh, with Quetzalcoatl, <laughs> uh, which is very famous, but was famous by Mayan. And uh, oh, it's just okay. Is it the same word uh, like Quetzal? And <laughs> yeah, actually, it's similar because I think that um, this um, I don't know if it's a god, but you know, like the pyramid, they have this statue, right, or sculpture. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a mixture between a snake and a bird. Mm -hmm. So that's Quetzalcoatl. But if you see the bird, if you find it on the internet, you'll see that the bird has this very long tail that he moves. But the tail is, of course, it's made up of its feathers, right? But they're long and green. And he moves them very graciously. So when he flies, he looks like a serpent flying you know and it's this beautiful green bird with the red chest mm. you can see it also in our um, in our flag our national flag right that's the bird you'll, you'll find interesting so many signs so guys, let's move on to our second part. This was like very nice to hear about Guatemala. I really like want to visit it so bad because it's so beautiful and has like many mysteries and like many secrets, I would say. So um, what society would you like to live in? What society would I like to live in? Actually, I've been thinking about it a long, for a long time. And... Uh, I find like what you were discussing, right? People are able to communicate. Um, if you take away the fear, right? Or like the stress around, it would be nice to have happy people, right? To be able to walk outside, especially in countries like this, right? Where you, the weather is so nice that you could go walk and, you know, be free outside of home, right? Not like we're here. <laughs> in these days, right? But to be outside and enjoy the weather and the people, which actually in Guatemala, people are pretty nice. If you get, when you get to know them, they're very open and they're friendly and they like to take, to talk to you and make, help you travel around and stuff. So I think that's something that you can find in many places, right? So that would be something instead of, you know, feeling the fear and stress, right? That we could be free, right? And join ourselves and walk and be happy to share with each other, right? So. Yes, so I, I agree that, you know, being free is so important and also safety. We should be able to go out and, you know, feel safe no matter where we are around the globe. We need to know that, you know, it's it's okay. You can go places and, you know, nothing is going to happen. So that's how I envision a creative society is that it's a safe place for everybody and that everybody has the same level of living. So no one feels, you know, superior to someone else or no one feels like, okay, well, I was born this way and that's my destiny. 
Instead, everybody can share the resources that we already have on this planet Earth around the globe. And that's how I envision a creative society. I just wanted to share that. I know, uh, Rita, that you're also you're a teacher uh, in English, right? And uh, I'm asking myself if I would visit uh, Guatemala, uh, so what would I um, take away as a tourist, uh, maybe from the society, from people? Uh, how, how do you think what uh, tourists, for example, um, like uh, put like po pointing out on Guatemalan people and their living and their country? So, so I've, I've, uh, when you see like the people, you know what, we have this, you have it in one of your pictures. We have this um, city that's called Antigua, Guatemala. That is this colonial city that was built by the Spaniards, right? But it's very nice. And we have a lot of people that come visit Guatemala and they stay. <laughs> Many mm -hmm. stay in Antigua, right? Because they like, uh, first of all, the view is fantastic. The weather is great and it's full of flowers, right? All year long. So we have a lot of people that come and stay, right? But what about the people? I mean, um, what is the most remarkable uh, value or like a quality of Guatemalan people that I would uh, learn from? You know what I think about Guatemalans? They're very creative people, right? Mm -hmm. And our government... You know, we are, um, they talk about underdeveloped countries, right? But I think here Guatemalan people are, they find ways of making things happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe not as common, right? And since our government is maybe not that strict and we don't have that many rules around because maybe our, like what we were talking, right? Our police is not as developed. We don't have a fantastic... Uh, I don't know, army and stuff like that. So we are pretty free, you know? So people are, are able to do, find solutions in ways that maybe nobody thought of, you know? And nobody's telling them and telling them you, you cannot do that, right? So. so you have a space to create and to make things uh, actually, you know, to be reinvented maybe in kind of way. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's how we call it. Yeah, we call it, we have a word for that. We're chispudos. That's how we call ourselves, right? We have like this spark, right? Ah, we can do it like this, right? Uh -huh. Well, we definitely need it in creative societies. So because when people come, come together and they're sharing idea, what we're actually now doing now, so what we can uh, learn from each other and contribute to, you know, uh, to our future, common future. Because if we learn the best thing from each other, then we just multiply them and uh, then everyone has it much easier, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and actually I work for a company, right, in my day-to-day -day activities and I do find that many work comes first to Guatemala when they need to find a solution for things, right? And then we migrate like the stable things. We migrate to other parts of the world where they might be developed cheaper or like carried on cheaper. But they bring things here first to see what we come up with. <laughs> 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 
That's yeah. That's that's so great, and thank you so much for sharing with us. Creativity is very important. But how do you envision in a creative society? What would a community be like, or like how would people live together in a creative and constructive society? You know what I we were thinking. I've been thinking about this for a while, and I think we need to start with uh, small groups of people, right, that are able to. Um, that, that have this synergy together, you know, that have built synergy so that they can like uh, do specific jobs, but they're good at, you know, interacting with each other and finding solutions. And that way, because sometimes it's difficult, especially it's difficult like to make um, the best way to lead people is through example, right? So if you give like a group of people that already know how to work together to develop a certain idea, right? They might come up with pretty good idea. And if it works, it can be an example for others to follow, right? Then they can share their solution with some other groups so that they can continue with it, right? And make it evolve. And of course, you create this thing at first, right? And when you get it, Somebody copies it and says, ha, this is good, right? So let's try it and make it better, right? So there's other people who can even interact with this idea after and make it become bigger. So I think that to start, I don't believe that like these big organizations with a lot of people, those are difficult to handle at first. I would, I think that to start, we should start with small groups that are good at collaborating with each other and divide the tasks, right? To see what they come up with and then bring more people in or other groups in, right? To work with, uh, to work with the ideas that are already developed. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's you like your like um, answer about like that we have to be great example for other people because like you could never change anyone else but only yourself and like, I see it like even in myself, like when I see great examples in front of me, I always want to grow up like the best quality of me, not the bad one. So I, I agree too. Yes, it's so important to, um, you know, work within community and um, how important it is to share ideas, because what we see is, you know, sometimes in science, we see that they uh, fields of science, they don't work together. And that's prevents us from actually as a civilization moving forward and discovering new things but how important it is to work together and to share the ideas around the globe well i think um, sharing is the you know what i think sharing is inside human nature the thing is of course right uh, we've been um we've been moved away from it, right? Because actually we can make things be changed drastically. You know what I mean? When people share and there's synergy between people and they're able to, you know, make ideas grow. And many times ah, it's difficult to control them afterwards, right? So that's why I think the system is developed in a way that we are, we are, you know, um, how can I say? We are prevented, we, they, it prevents us from sharing, 
right? Or share just as a little bit so that you, you don't get too creative. Please don't get too creative, right? But if we do, I think it's very important part to share, right? And I think that if we are able to like move from the negativity and the criticism, right? Sorry for the background noise. It's just re great feeling being in Guatemala. <laughs> Sorry? It's just the right feeling being like right now in Guatemala. <laughs> yeah, well, we're in a busy street, you know? So well, my house, you have a busy street. That's why it sounds like that. But I do think that if we share ideas and people get together to solve things, things can be changed and very fast and drastically, right? Actually, because we have, uh, we have infinite ways of creativity. We are very creative beings, right? And you can see that with children. You don't need to go that far away. If you see children, the way they solve things, it's, whoa, you're like, okay, <laughs> you can do that, right? So, um, If we go away from the negativity and the blocking of ideas, right? And we, maybe sometimes we don't understand the idea, but let it be expressed, right? Eventually, it might be useful. <laughs> you never know. I totally agree. And uh, exactly our problem today in the consumer society is that we only take in. It's just only about my, me, myself, my, and uh, just taking. And this is like this uh, uh, law that when I give, then I get even more because through giving, I just uh, being, uh, I will be enriched uh, through new understandings, new experience. And this is what this creative society for me uh, all about that uh, it's, it is a developing, developing of ideas, developing of uh, uh, my personal growth and uh, us as civilization. So, and uh, I totally agree with that. So like me for the society, uh, me for people. So yeah, I see it also the same way. Yeah. Yes, and another question I have is how important it is to talk about creative society and to bring up topics like we have today. You know what I found? Something interesting. I did this exercise with my kids on Friday. And you're gonna, you know what? I was watching a video that was shared by Antonina, right? And I watched it a little bit because it's a long one. So I just, you know. What video is that? Um, it was about climate, right? Uh -huh. uh, climate. And it was shared because I was talking about, because we live in Mayan culture, right? So we had yeah. this 2012, so we, we, there was a celebration in Tikal for 2012 due to the change of times, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, everybody thought that it was going to be the end of the world and stuff like that. So, you know, that's <laughs> where, right? But I made this thing because if you go... Like, if you talk with people, everyone is with the situation that we're facing right now, right? Their heads are all, like, in the middle of this, uh, let's say, chaos, right? That has been created by the media. So, then um, I went to my kids, right? And I told them, hey, if I tell you the world will end, will end soon, Okay, now think, how would you want the new one to be? 
because you will have to build it again. You will have to rebuild it. How will you do it? And what did they say you? They talked for more than an hour, right? And they brought in things like, you know, their video games or their cartoons and the things they look at, right? So they were, and then I realized, hey, you know what? This can really make people think, right? So I told them, you know what? When people talk about pandemic, tell them, yes, the world will end and soon, and you will have to rebuild it. <laughs> so think, <laughs> how do you want it now? Because you will have to do a new one. <laughs> think about it. So it was fun, you know, to see how people can uh, move into a creative uh, perspective instead of a destructive cycle, right? And it starts, first of all, with the thinking so that, uh, okay, we see the reality and we can start already because this building up of a newer society, of a new format in the world, then it is starting with thinking towards this uh, idea and then it is being realized. So the more people now across the globe uh, thinking about it, discussing it, expressing their ideas and vision how it should be like and how they dream of it, you know, then the more realistic it, it will be because we have all all the same uh, wishes, all the same desires and the common values that we all share. And uh, I totally agree so that uh, no matter what will be tomorrow, we can do today now a lot. And uh, so we have also these technologies to see each other, even uh, this a time where we cannot travel to you. <laughs> so yeah. I just, uh, we'll uh, make a point so for November to travel Guatemala if it's open. Yes, November is the best. <laughs> so I learned from, it from my so perspective. But if you know, like beaches and warm weather, this time is fantastic. There's not going to be rain, but it's going to be very hot, right? <laughs> Like it, yeah. and you know, guys. Like, like one of my friends said, like they call this social distancing, but it's not really social distancing because we all communicate thanks to technology. So it's more like body distancing, but <laughs> not social distancing. Yes, now it's time to social connection. Yeah, okay. I agree. So yeah, we we connect. <laughs> yeah. and it's it's so great to connect with you today. And thank you so much for sharing information about Guatemala and you know thinking big and dreaming big about the creative society with us. And tomorrow we actually travel into another country uh, to learn more about uh, another country. I don't know what it is yet, but you know we'll announce it tomorrow. <laughs> because, uh, and if you know someone, social media. Honestly. Yeah, if you know someone um, that you would like to, you know, invite to the next program from another country, you can tell us that. Or if you're watching the show, you can write down in the comments if you know someone and just tag your friend. And use the rule of six handshakes, because the rule of six handshakes says that we all around the globe are connected through uh, five or less social connections. That means that we all know each other. That means that we all can dream about the Creative Society. That means that if you know about Creative Society and someone doesn't know about Creative Society yet, it's your responsibility to let them know that we are dreaming being, we are imagining what our world should look like. So please join us as we continue our travels and getting to know many more people. Thank you so much, Rita. And thank you yeah. so much, girls. And uh, everybody who watched us, 
and have a great day, everybody, or night, or, you know, whatever part of the country you're from. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you, Bye. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. See you tomorrow. See you. Bye.